Welcome to the Relatably Pink podcast with Nats and Mags. We are here to learn, share, and inspire you to feel like you belong by being aligned with your true self. Come grow with us. Hello, hello, everyone. How are we? Nats and Mags here. Say hi, Nats. Hey, guys. How are you? Hi, <laughs> Beautiful day here. It's um, finally spring. We're out of lockdown officially, Sydney. So happy. <laughs> and um, yeah. And um, for those of you guys who aren't um, maybe following, um, you know, every episode, we wanted to let you know that we've been following um, a book called 12 Rules for Life by Jordan B. Peterson that I'm sure you've l- heard about at least because it seems to be spoken about around the world and it's definitely very insightful and very deep, very philosophical, talks about very intricate topics and um, this episode is about chapter 10 which is rule 10. It talks about being precise in your speech. So now when going into this chapter I thought it would be fairly simple, very straightforward, very, you know, be precise, be honest, be truthful, be, be, you know, concise or be, you know, but it turns out I, every, every other page, I felt, I saw myself putting the book down and really thinking about what it was that I was just reading about because it was so deep into so many examples and asked so many questions. And it's so complex to the point where I, I felt like I was in a philosophy lecture, to be honest. What did you think, Matt? <laughs> it was so deep and like hard to read. I was like, okay, I need to be so concentrated to get all the ideas. And I took so many notes. But yeah, it was not an easy chapter at all. <laughs> for sure, for sure. I I wanted to start off by sort of um, talking about a topic that I, um, that, that I found super interesting. And I'll explain myself because this is kind of a paraphrase from the book. It talks about everything is intricate beyond imagining everything that we experience essentially it's affected by everything so everything that that you're perceiving or experiencing is affecting by, by everything else that you're experiencing so we actually perceive a very narrow slice of this in- interconnected matrix so you know we, what you may see and it, if we're standing side by side we may see different completely different things based on our experience and our life exp- um, life experience our senses reveal as inadequate when something fundamental goes wrong. So if you're in a happy state, for example, and um, and you're experiencing something that makes you happy, for example, a sunny day, and suddenly it starts to rain and your mood completely changes, you suddenly feel like, you, you know, you, your whole world crumbles and, and, it's, and you have to go into a different mode of self-defense, of, of you're really looking after yourself and, and you know, it's, it's, it's quite crazy how it within within a turn of events things can really affect you so external factors definitely do affect us and I guess part of adulting is learning how to be in control of those external you know or how of how those external factors affect us so what are your thoughts so far on this Nats? how our senses can be seen as inadequate to ourselves when things don't go our way yeah so um we can get very frustrated when things don't turn out the way we want it to and that is our inner child in action right acting like oh i did not expect this or i didn't want this to turn out this way but it did so what can i do like do i freeze do i you know freak out what am i going to do about it you know but I always say like the key here is always to focus on solutions and not the problems, right? We all have problems in our lives, but yeah, in order to get on with our lives, we need to focus on the solutions. 
So one another interesting topic in this book is um, being precise in our speech. So it's important to put specific words to your problem and define them exactly as they are and don't leave them as vague because this will just, you know, keep you irritated and anxious. So, for example, when we have a problem, it's easy to think that the problem will go away by itself than confronting them, right? It's easier to pretend that the problem doesn't exist than yeah. to admit that it does and, and the pain that it accompanies it, right? Yeah. Hey, can I say I'm, I'm extremely jealous of this, what we were saying before, Nats, that you have this one very masculine neuron in your brain <laughs> that makes you function in a way that I wish I could because, you know, the, why do we refuse to specify when specifying the problem would enable its solution? And the answer to most women is because to specify the problem is to admit that the problem actually exists. Most mm -hmm. of women's problems are stem from um, an emotional attachment to that problem or an emotional sort of reaction to that problem. But the problem with emotions is that um, they're not always received or perceived by the opposite sex as something helpful, right? For example, I recently bought a car and I kid you not, the amount of problems I've had with this car and they've, the, the car has been fine. I promise you the car has barely had any problems, but the problems I've had in my head because thinking that anything that goes wrong is leading to so many more problems has merely been in my head rather than being solution oriented and just taking it to the mechanic, right? <laughs> so it's, it's a very, it's obviously, I could definitely tell this book was written by a man because, you know, let's think, oh, if there's a problem, just specify the problem a bit more and we'll find the solution. But not everyone thinks of thinking like that. Exactly. <laughs> Although, you know, we should definitely teach ourselves to do so. And I'm, I'm definitely trying because I, I have emotional meltdowns about almost everything that goes wrong in my life, but that's okay. That's my, that's my way of acknowledging my problems, but, but it's at the, at the same time, I'm learning to really think more proactively in terms of um, finding solutions for those problems. So, so yeah, having a car is nice until it suddenly breaks down and you suddenly perceive so many other things like an engine or a mechanic or things that <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know, you so. like we always try to postpone the problems oh. and for example of course we have bigger problems than others of course but like if someone has cancer right you're not going to wait around like oh i'm going to go to a doctor like next month and see which type of cancer i have right you're going to deal with it immediately with urgency so yeah like there are a lot of things that we should be treating as urgent and we're actually not so yeah, we need to prioritize um, problems and not let them be because otherwise they're going to keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger all the time. And the importance of communicating effectively is huge, especially in a relationship, because communicating what you really think is it risks immediate negative emotion, right? Like resentment, jealousy, frustration, hatred. So it's easy to just pretend like you're a saint or try to move on without trying to talk about it and just avoiding the topic, you know, but it's really important to say specifically exactly what it is that is bothering you and deal with it and share it with that person, yeah. because it's better to do this earlier than later, because as I said, it's just keep getting worse. Uh, and the sooner you're honest with your partner, the easier life will be for sure. Yeah. I think that the hardest problems to solve in this sense, I think are with friends friendships are almost, I think, more difficult to 
to handle in the or, or they can be or they have for me they've been a bit more difficult and I've experienced friends or people I know that have gone through similar experience of of falling out with friends for whatever reason growing apart or just you know you're just growing in different directions and then or, or maybe you, you know you suddenly your hobbies change so you hang out with other people um, and really trying to be precise and and honest to that friend because you don't want to hurt their feelings right obviously like because they've been your friend but why do you not maybe want to hang out with them as much as you did before and saying oh maybe you just the value that you bring to my table is not as valuable to me anymore um you know it's it's really it's a really difficult conversation to have so being honest to them you honestly have nothing to lose by by being honest because if they're if they are someone who already you believe their value has decreased for you. Now, it doesn't mean their value as a person has decreased, but to your table, they don't bring as much value as they used to. By being honest to them and telling them, you're not going to lose anything because they're already someone who has, you know, less light in, in I guess, in your stage, right? So, mm-hmm. so you know, being honest, it's the best, you know, way to value yourself first. Here's mm-hmm. something I was thinking about the other day. I feel like I think money is the least valuable currency, there's so many other things that I value exponentially more than money, like someone's time, someone's effort, someone's words of affirmations, um, you know, love languages, um, it, uh, understanding your, your love language and how people perceive love and affection, um, you know, dedication, quality time with someone. I feel like th- that is all priceless like you cannot put a dollar value on any of it and I don't know if any of you have watched squid game but spoiler alert (laughs) it talks about how bored rich people are that they literally are are betting on people to kill each other that's how that's how the level of boredom that that money can actually bring you so for people that strive only to get money for the money are striving for it in my eyes for the wrong reason I'm not saying money is wrong but I'm I think money should not be the end goal and obviously that's my two cents no pun intended but (laughs) (laughs) and but yeah it's um be honest with yourself and with others and that that's the best way to value yourself I think definitely and yeah what you were saying about money like it is a tool and once you know how to use money correctly it's so powerful right you can use it to do donations and to help other people um, but it's interesting because studies show that the richest people on the planet are the ones that give less money, right? And it's like the people usually that have less money are the ones that try to help and give more. So yeah, I think a lot of things should change. And yeah, about being honest with your friends and stuff is like, yeah, of course, I'm all about being honest. But uh, another thing that I realized is that not everyone is willing to take the feedback that you want to give. And yeah, I've seen that many times, like I'm very blunt and yeah, when I don't like something, I always say it. And when I think that I can help someone with certain advice, I give it to them. But sometimes people respond to me in a way like, why are you telling me this? Like, I'm not really interested. So um, yeah, it's hard sometimes because yeah, even though you're just trying to help them, they're just not willing to take that feedback or that advice. That's their, you know? that's their problem though. You realize yeah, that's yeah. their problem. The fact that they're not able to acknowledge that problem. So for anyone listening, if someone reacts as if they're offended, it's because they probably agree to the offense. Mm -hmm. If you tell me I'm ugly and I 
and I am, I get offended. It's because I believe I'm ugly. If you tell me I'm ugly and I laugh in your face, it's because I'm making fun of you for think for yes. even going like it. Exactly. Why are you wasting your words? Like, so that's, it's interesting about like the concept of getting offended, obviously, especially in the United States, when I lived there growing up, um, people get offended for absolutely everything mm-hmm. and it's almost comical like you can I have a friend who once told me I, I told him I, I'm personally not a fan of rap music I don't get it and I, I don't I like poetry and I like music but I don't feel like rap is music to me he got so offended he told me take that back how dare you say that and I said what do you mean take that back just listen to me and disagree with me and shake hands on it fuck whatever yeah. <laughs> it's like you know it's it's so if you can't take something, really check yourself as to why, because, you know, the world around you, um, people will definitely have different opinions, upbringings, and mm-hmm. you got to take it as it is. It's not affecting anyone that I don't like rap, especially not my friend. Like, why? <laughs> why does yeah, it yeah, definitely. And now I wanted to talk about the AL framework. So what is that? It's basically composed of awareness, acknowledge, accept, and let go. So whenever we have a problem, it's really important to be aware of where is this problem coming from, okay? Then acknowledge this issue, label it as it is, accept it without judgment, and then let go of this problem, okay? Don't let this problem or these emotions control you and take control of the situation. Um, this is, I guess this usually applies to things you can't control. Uh, if something affects you, if something is a problem that you literally have, have no say or no, no way to, to take action to fixing it, then let it go. But obviously if there's a way to, to, to find a solution to something that you can actually help in, in, you know, providing for then, then by all means, um, but then move on, obviously don't hold on to it is what, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. And yeah, so about the fight, flight, or freeze, this is something that it's talked about a lot nowadays. And this is basically the emergency reaction system of the body that helps you keep safe in emergency. Um, And it's a collection of changes at the psychological, physiological, and hormonal level. So for example, if you're in a like dangerous situation, okay, your body is going to protect you from that. So your heart rate is going to get faster, um, which this will increase your oxygen flow to your major muscles. Then also your pain uh, perception drops. So you become mm-hmm. more resilient and stronger. Your hearing sharpens, and this helps you act appropriately and rapidly. And it's interesting because the f- uh, fight, flight, or freeze isn't a conscious decision. Like we're not even aware that we're you know, going through this. It's an automatic reaction. So we can't control it, you know, and the strength of the stress response is is related to the level of the perceived threat rather than the actual physical threat. So sometimes we overreact and overreactive responses are most common in people who have experienced like physical or sexual assault, of course, accidents, experiencing like natural disasters, childhood traumas stressful life events all these things make you overreact sometimes and of course there's a reason behind so yeah whenever you feel like you're overreacting about something it's a really good time to like it's a really good time to think um on investing um on a mental health professional that can help you 
yeah. ways to cope with that issue, you know, and can give you guidance and how to overcome these problems that you're facing. Yeah, that it's, it's, um, I love what you said about, um, it's, it's so subconscious that you, you don't even realize that you're reacting in that way until maybe once you're out of that problem and have time to think back about it. But just know that, say, for example, I personally have a freeze reaction most of the time. I, I'm going to freeze there, be like a deer in headlights and not realize what else is going around me. And I'm just going to absorb, let it drown me, whatever it is. For example, if I've been insulted or something, maybe as a kid or in the playground or whatever the, the case is, um, and then I, I go home and process it, think about it and then think of a great answer in the shower one day. <laughs> like, damn it, I should have said that. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So for the people that can think on their feet, you know, that's, that's, that's one way of also going about it. There's, there's no right or wrong. Like there's no, there's no better or worse, but it's very important to be aware of what that is for you for future reference and know that there's ways to improve that, to change that and to stay calm and rational during um, unexpected tough times. Cause the, the mind can be so tricky. We only think our, our conscious mind is, a, it's a very small percentage of our actual brain and, and, you know, working on that subconscious, um, you know, reactions and whatnot is, is, is extremely powerful for what you actually do in your conscious world as well. So yeah, fun stuff. Definitely. Yeah, no, <laughs> for me, I always fight back. I never freeze. Um, and I don't fly either. Like, I don't know why <laughs> I just, I fight with the problem, you know? I, yeah. Or my shield. You're my shield and I'll stand behind you and just process everything that's going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, this is nothing compared to what I've been through. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm a fighter. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I don't. I, I, I don't know. I feel like because I've maybe it's I, I've thought about this before. Maybe it's because the fact that I've been hurt a lot in my life especially with words, um, whether at home or friends or enemies or, you know, whatever you want to call it, people I didn't get along with or teachers or being made fun of or being you know, the laughing stock or things like these that you, you realize how deep words can wound that I would not dare even put someone in a position like that when it comes to being in a fight. Right. So yeah. So if, if I, if I'm, if I'm going cold Turkey on someone, just don't talk to me because I'm processing my thoughts. I'll come back to you in four to seven business days. <laughs> so. Exactly. Exactly. So. Yes. No. And it's interesting also how, um, we only pay attention to the things that are either useful to us or that stand in our way. Um, yeah. because yeah, it's impossible to be thinking of everything all the time because the world is very complex nowadays. And yeah, like it's hard for us to process things sometimes. And by breaking things down, it's easier for us to like understand. And yeah, like for example, there, there was a study done that um, there was like an apple in the street, like on the ground, right? And people were walking um, right by this apple and no one really like stopped to think like, oh, where is this apple coming from? Like, how did this apple grow? Like people didn't even notice this apple, right? Because it's like, I have so many things to deal with in my everyday life that this apple is the least of my problems. <laughs> so selective attention. I mean, yeah, of course, it's it's really important to focus on the things, on the important things and, and prioritize those thoughts and don't focus on the problems, you know, because they're not going to bring you anything. True. 
But for example, although that apple is insignificant, if you're looking at your phone or what we're worrying about other things on the phone or whatever, and you trip on that apple, then that apple becomes your problem. So exactly. also, also being aware of your surroundings, even, even if they're not directly affecting you, um, is also important to sort of keep an eye out and, you know, stay, stay in the know of, of what's going on because, um, a lot of us live in, in a tunnel vision life. It's a great life. Ignorance mm-hmm. is bliss, but again, you know, to <laughs> until when, right. And to, to what point. Yeah. Um, so, um, I wanted to also mention, we spoke about this earlier when we sort of diverged, but, um, there's a story in the book that talks about it's, I call it the dragon story, just a long story short, basically it's a kid, um, who's constantly telling his mother that there's a dragon in the house. And the mother obviously says, no, there's not. And the dragon keeps growing and growing. And the mom still doesn't denies that there's a dragon. The dragon grows to the point where it like its limbs are, are it's like out the windows because it's getting so big that, you know, the, the house is not even on the floor. It's like it's it's basically the dragon is, is 10 times bigger than the house and the mom's you know, still denies it. But when, when the kid actually, you know, sits her down and makes her notice that, that there's a dragon around is when the dragon um, shrinks back to its original size. And this, the first thing I thought about when, th- when I guess seeing the moral of the story is that communication requires the admission of terrible emotions. So sometimes when, when we're, when we're jealous or when we're frustrated, when we feel bored or when we're lonely, for example, um, these are all emotions that are really difficult to acknowledge or to, to admit to ourselves. And this is the, one of the biggest problems with mental health. If someone, you know, especially I I think in our generation, we're a lot more aware about mental health issues and we talk about it a lot more and it's not as, it's not as stigmatized um, as it used to be in previous generations. I feel like um, being heard or being noticed um, is probably one of the the most important um, aspects of this equation of mental health. Like for example, I actually, three days ago, I had an anxiety attack. The minute I told a friend, I felt the weight like literally half in my shoulders I, I I the fact that I shared it with someone and she was able to you know be there for me and acknowledge it if she had completely ignored me I would still feel the weight on my shoulder so the fact that I not only shared it but it was acknowledged made me feel like you know the, like I was being heard and I was able to process things not by myself so just you know in terms of when communicating, make sure that you, you know, be true to yourself, stay true to your values, be precise in what it is that you mean. And because obviously at the end of the day, you attract what you are, right? So if you're truthful, (laughs) you will attract everything that you actually, that, that acknowledges your truth and that is able to handle it. So, Mm -hmm. yes, no, couldn't agree more. Um, So yeah, like as a conclusion, we can say that never assume anything just explain everything with as much detail as you can define problems exactly as they are and don't just leave a problem as vague because this will just keep you irritating and anxious and you know just communicate and talk about it and yeah everything will be okay (laughs) so yeah thank you very much guys for joining us and we'll see you in the next episode love you guys thanks for listening